Cars, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. As they straighten, and the old boy, the bush champ, Fab's Cowboy, he straightens them out four or five lengths in front of Capset. Try Runner Muck is starting to come home, and back on the inside is Grand Symphony, but Fab's Cowboy, he's three in front. Try Runner Muck is rattling home, and right down the outside is Warren Bungle. It's Fab's Cowboy, but Warren Bungle's finishing hard over the top. Fab's Cowboy! Fab's Cowboy's lasted. Win 45. Oh, wow, he's a champ. Beat on the outside, Warren Bungle, and Try Runner Muck, then Capset. Further we have said his name many, many times on this show over the last, I don't know how many years, and it was wonderful to see Fab's Cowboy back in the winner's stall, as Watsy said in the call there at Mount Isa last Thursday at their tab program. While Crazy Suspect took out the Marlman Express and American Genius to Copper Mart Plate, I'm sure that there was plenty of celebrations for Fab's Cowboy win number 45 at start number 111. As we welcome you to Bushbeat for another week here on Radio Tab, with plenty of news coming up around the country circuits, as we've been touching on right through since Saturday. Jeff Felix, amazing feat riding the card at Prairie, including the Cup on Immutable. Talking of Cups, the Torwood Cup on the weekend taken out by Chamberlain for Alicia Donald and Royce Connolly. The Gladstone Cup went to Marata for Matthew Gray and Barry Gill. News also coming out of the Cunnamulla and Longreach programs on the weekend. And helping us out as always with all of that news is Rob Luck. Good morning, Rob. Yeah, good morning, Tony. How are you today? I'm well, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, same out here, and uh, great to see our country racing getting such national significance um, with performances. Firstly, as we heard, the great win of Fab's Cowboy bringing up win 45, and of course, Jeffrey Felix riding the card at Prairie has uh, certainly went to the national stage as well. But Tony, just commenting on Fab's Cowboy, um, not only win number 45 out of start 111, he's aiming for that record. Now, my information is telling me that Walk Cool is the horse that has the record, let's say, in the modern era of 51 wins out of 133 starts. Um, But Fab's Cowboy, up until that meeting on Thursday, he'd had 16 tracks he'd won on. Mount Isa now makes track number 17. And the only zone that he hadn't raced in um, was the northwest? So he's not only raced there now, he's uh, won there. The other one that he hasn't won in is, is, is the far north, but he has raced in the far north. So out of all the eight zones in uh, Queensland, he's raced in all of them. He's now won in the northwest, and that's the 17th track for win number 45. The statistics just keep accumulating for Fab's Cowboy and and uh, Billy Johnson. The team were absolutely thrilled, I'm sure. And not only that, that was a a three-race consecutive treble, Pan Dynasty with Olivia Kendall. And Olivia, what a day for this young apprentice, riding the three winners. American Genius absolutely blitzed the uh, Copper Market Open handicap. And uh, Fab's Cowboy. So it was a very successful day up there. And, and great to see such a good highlight coming with Fab's Cowboy. Yeah, fantastic. As I said, I don't know how many times we've said his name on this show through Battles of the Bush. Is that the correct plural? Battle of the Bushes? Uh, <laughs> He's been to a... Been to a few uh, and country <laughs> of cups these and, series and plenty of uh, of races around the place. You know, when we've been giving the results out of places like Gladstone, Charleville, Roma, Bluff, Bar Calton, now Mount Isa, Gympie, Gundawindi, Cunnamulla, Blackall. Uh, I think they they almost need to re-record the Lucky Star song of I've Been Everywhere, fans. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, really put him up there. But that's just amazing. Win number 45 at start number 111. And not done with yet, I would say. And you would you you sort of should have known that his dominance on those dirt, sand, um, 
clay surfaces, it doesn't matter. Um, you should have known, that even though he had barrier one at Mount Isa, once he stayed in that lane and he was able to come around on the inside and get a break, uh, he was certainly going to handle the surface. And uh, even though Warren Bungle was uh, an impressive run in coming home from absolutely a mile off, and actually Warren Bungle leads us into uh, our next story this morning in some ways, Tony, because uh, one Jeffrey Felix uh, rode at the Mount Isa meeting and he picked up, well, he rode for George Tipping all day and he picked up a couple of seconds. But later on, when we get uh, Jeff on this morning, we're going to ask him, he must have uh, must have felt he had no chance on Warren Bungle and he nearly snared the win on uh, defeating Fab's Cowboy, but what was important, of course, was a win that came in the Prairie Cup on Saturday, uh, which in fact was not a race he had a ride in originally, but he will explain those circumstances as we uh, hopefully can hear the win on the Prairie Cup that gave the whole card to Geoffrey Felix from Townsville. I was hoping to be able to play that for you, Rob, but it's just a vi little bit low in volume there, unfortunately, this morning. Jeffrey Felix is joining us this morning after the win there in the Prairie Cup on the weekend. Jeff, good morning and congratulations. Good morning. Thank you very much for that. Thank to you, Jeff. Um, this is a career highlight, surely. I know we've had you on the show before, but uh, how close have you ever gone to riding a card before? Oh, nowhere, nowhere near, yeah. I think the most would have been three winners, you know, so, yeah. And it followed on from the Mount Isa meeting. I just mentioned, uh, i just got to ask you a quick question before we go to Perry. Warren Bungle, he was way out of that race and he nearly, nearly snared the win uh, over Fab's Cowboy. That horse must have rocketed home for you. Oh, he did. He got, he was, he was really piggy the whole, as soon as I got on him, he was really piggy with me, you know. Um, and when I got in the, when I got in the barriers, he was really piggy. And then when we jumped out there, he, he didn't begin real good. And then they just, just, Sam blasted us, you know, and he didn't like it. He just turned it up straight away. And my only option was to take him to the outside, you know. So I just took him to the outside, and I was the widest. I would have been near the outside fence the whole time, and mate, and he just he just kept picking up, picking up the whole time, you know. But yeah, he was, I just was just oh yeah. I think you know, like if he, if he if he would be properly, we'd have been right there, you know. But yeah, he sort of he, he gave away too much start. No, well, no wind's coming out of Mount Isa for you. Then you turn around and go back to Townsville, I take it. I didn't didn't expect you to camp overnight at Prairie, I imagine. And you turn back around to Prairie where you had four rides on the day. Uh, what were you thinking after three, oh, two seconds at, uh, t at Mount Isa out of four? Heading back to Prairie, what were you thinking about your chances? Uh, I thought um, Ray Williams, he had, he had, he, well, he, he had two in. I thought that was the best chances. Um, and yeah, like I was just going back to you know do my do my job again. Well, Raymond Williams, we know these horses pretty well, and it's pretty easy to discuss the Prairie results this morning with you, Jeff, because you've ridden the program. Congratulations! What a what a great result. But let's look at Raymond Williams firstly. Uh, Hailers Tarry, we know this particular mare's got plenty of speed, and uh, she would have used that to advantage by the result of six length win over Night Attire and Little Spoon, and then of course you also backed up with Raymond's horse in race four with Zorro Feminino, a Fox Wedge mare uh, that defeated Dollar Dream and um, Lively Lass, and are most of these wins you're expecting to be right on the pace and, and uh, winning comfortably? Yeah, that's I, so I assume that you know like, um, that you know, he said that you know they'll be they'll be right on the pace. So yeah, that's what we were just sort of banking on, you know. 
And you started off with Squirmore with uh, Tanya Parry. So that got the ball rolling for the day. Um, carried a decent little weight over. An odds-on favourite was a bit of an unexpected. In fact, your results, um, the, the punters would have enjoyed it because Hayless Terry was the only uh, only horse that was under $2 and yet it wasn't favourite. But most of them started at pretty good odds and particularly Squirmore. Just take us through that win, seeing it was a little bit unexpected by the bookmakers chart. Yeah. Well, you know, she said, oh, he'll jump out. And go, you know, she said you should show a heap of pace. Um, so, yeah, I just jumped out and I just drove him to the front, you know, and just kept him there. Yet a five-length winner over Emma Rocket and El Ranchos. And the third race, you combine with Greg Hickmont, Hickmont with a Supreme Class six-year-old called Supreme Prince. I haven't seen these replays, but this was a bit closer margin. It got down to 0.3 of a length, defeating Red Red Rose and Devil's Number. Um, any concerns with that win? No, no, he just said, no, he said he, he might be a bit lazy in the run itself, you know, so I sort of jeered him up behind the barriers to sort of make sure he was still awake, um, and I thought he travelled a bit closer than expected, so yeah, it was just a matter of just sort of letting, letting him down at the end of it to, you know, to, to take over. Well, by that stage, there's four races gone. You've ridden the four that you came to ride, and I imagine you were ready to hop in the car in the shirtless manner that you are famous for in arriving and uh, leaving the, these tracks, which you so frequently present yourself at. But <laughs> yes. uh, up come the opportunity. Yes. Yeah, I, well, I was trotting back after the fourth race, uh, the, uh, the fourth race, yeah, and then um, Keith Bard was trotting with me, and he said, he said, oh, I'm dehydrated, Jeff. He said, I don't think I can ride the last one. Would you ride it? And I said, I said, I might. I said, I've, you know, I was, I'm already packed to go. <laughs> I was, I'm ready to pack up and go home. And he said, oh, I said, I don't think I'm about to make it. I said, ah, oh, you'll be right, Keith. You'll be right. And then when we got back to the jockey's room, yeah, he obviously said to the stewards he couldn't do it. So and then they asked me if I'd want to ride the horse. And I said, oh, well, you know, I might as well. So, yeah, I took over. Go and unpack the gear and jump on and five for five. Yeah, yes. Was there any thought in your mind at that point when you said, OK, sure, yeah, I'll, I'll write it, that, oh, I could get the program here? No, nothing at all. Didn't even didn't even cross my mind, actually. It was just, oh, you know, I'm, I wanted to be leaving by now, you know? Uh, yep. But, yeah, I'm going around for another one. Um, <laughs> and the, the horse we're referring to for Tanya Barry is Immutable, and it defeated Snippy Strategic in Buan Nutterly, and it was quite a close finish in the end. Um, yeah, the whole three of them are less than a length over the line, so a good finish in that one, Jeff. It was, it was. It was, you know, I, I sweated for a run, um, sort of before the sort of, before the, the dog leg, the home turn sort of thing. Um, I was on the fence, and there was two in front of me, and then Snippy Stegic was on the outside of the of the two of the two of the leaders. He was telling three deep, yeah. And I thought, oh, if I any chance, I'm not going to. He's not going to let me out if I want to get out. Um, and just as we turned the home turn, yeah, uh, Hooper's horse just sort of run up a little bit, come off a little bit, and left 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 the gap there. And I just I just drove the horse straight through it, and I just sort of keep going, go go. So yeah, it was it was a close finish towards the end. And as a result, you now enter Australian history where I'll just go through some of the, these uh, jockeys. You've probably read this several times. I know you would have been in demand with media since Saturday, but Greg Ryan um, 
uh, tw twice rode a five-event program, Parks and Mudgee. Uh, 2001, Melissa Seagrin rode the six winners at Ainsley, uh, all of them for Brian Condon. David Rewald, all five winners at Taroom in 2002. But then you get to names like Frankie Dettori at Ascot, 1996, September 1996, the seven winners. And Joe Marrera, eight from eight at Cranji in Singapore in 2013, where there were nine races, but the other race only the apprentices could go in, so he can claim that feat as well. You're in a steam country uh, company there, Jeff. It's, it's a major achievement. Congratulations. Thank you very much for that, yes. Nice to be uh, mentioned in the same sort of sentence with some of those jocks. Uh, Jeff, we know that you're called the cat. And for those that have got long memories, they do remember the cartoon of Felix the Cat. And we've probably got to explain that these days, I guess, to a lot of people that wouldn't have seen that cartoon a long time ago. But we want to just get a little bit of the Jeff Felix story. Where did it all start for you? How long have you been riding? Oh, since I was 15. Um, I started, yeah. I was, I, Mum and Dad had a block of land at a, at a Black River um, in Townsville. And, yeah, sort of, I did pony club. I did a bit, a bit of pony club and some uh, one of the trotting drivers he knew he knew uh, Tony Olsen from the races and you know he, he gave me the opportunity he said you want to become a jockey and I said oh yeah I've got it you know <laughs> so, yeah and that's how it sort of really began haven't looked back since no no I know I enjoy it you've you've had a couple of serious falls have you in your career Jeff yes I have yes. Did that As ever with give all you the, jockeys, the... it's a, a dangerous on, game. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's you know, yeah, it's, it's part of part of part of it, isn't it? Like you know, if it happens, it happens, you know. So, but yeah, I've come back from them, all right. So, yep. some of them, some of them, you know, like yeah, I've I've a bad memory loss, um, and but yeah, them sort of things, I sort of try and overcome well, as much as I can. Yep. And and you've supported country racing to the hilt. The number of tracks you must ride at. I mean, you drive out to Mount Isa. You you are available to go to uh, anywhere in that north, far north Queensland area. It seems you you must have ridden a, a lot of tracks up that way. Yeah, yeah, the majority majority of them all. Yeah, like you know, it's they're, wherever they're trying to get a look for jockeys. You know, yeah, I'm I'm quite I'm quite quite happy to travel. And I know, as Tony mentioned, your nickname, but your favourite drink also would have appeared on the scene, wouldn't it, on Saturday? Was there five tequilas? Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Normally one for one each winner, I would have thought, tequila, three tequila floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was all good. Where are you off to this weekend? I'm going to Bowen on Saturday. All right, Ben Bolt Cup Day coming up on the weekend and continued success there. Congratulations again on the 5 for 5 of Prairie. A wonderful achievement to get you into the record books and thank you so much for joining us on Bushbeat this morning. Thank you very much. Good on you, Jeff. Jeff Good the morning, Cat Jeff. Felix or Jeff Felix the Cat? As uh, I guess how we say it. Rob, going to try one more time the, uh, the Prairie Cup there from the weekend. The 400 metre mark in the cup and Dion Natali has been joined and headed on the outside by High Zero. Snippy Strategics looking for the way out. In behind him, Immutable getting shaken up. Many chances. High Zero gets to the lead. Snippy Strategic on the outside. Immutable going for the rails run. Any chance at the 100 in the centre there is uh, Snippy Strategic getting up. Immutable on the inside. Immutable.
Leonard, immutable, makes five out of five for Jay Felix. He was sweating on that dream run on the home turn and he got it. Immutable wins the cup from Snippy Strategic out wide. Bon Natale over in the centre would be third. Rob, it's uh, one of those wonderful things to be able to celebrate an achievement like that uh, for, for Jeff Felix there on the weekend and five for five and where you mentioned before about uh, catching the replay of those races. Uh, thanks to uh, On The Bit Racing Australia and Racing Queensland, you can go to the Racing Queensland website and uh, you can link up there with uh, the uh, all of the, uh, the non-tab replays. It's easy enough. You just go straight into... Uh, where it says at the top of the page, race replays, and you can select tab or non-tab. Go into the non-tab section. It takes you to the RQ YouTube channel, and you can then find all of the replays there from all of the races from the weekend, including this one from uh, Cunnamulla as we kick into the next race. They run forged. Long leads the way from another plan just off the bit now chasing reach for heaven losing touch this leader's going all right I'll tell you about six lengths away to woe why followed by the croc Mashani Blossom forged in stone heads up for home can it keep going or oh, another plan moved up quickly on the outside's got it in its sights now another plan coming at forged in stone who's got a kick another plan forged in stone is fighting back and forged in stone forged in stone all the way beats another plan who looked to have it done to the dinner about six lengths away or eight lengths away third Michonne Brett Moody with the call there of Forged in Stone taking out the Curry Man Open at Cunnamulla on the weekend and Brett is with us on Bush Pete this morning morning Brett yes good morning boys good morning everyone yeah good morning to you Brett whereas Jeff Felix took the card at uh, Prairie the honours were evenly shared over the uh, five event program with uh, different jockeys scoring on the day but young Tessa Towns and uh, Brett she's been um Riding very well and getting some good provincial results. I saw a ride in uh, Townsville where she went down um, basically in the last 10 metres after trying to lead all the way on a, on a pretty much an outsider. She's picking up these provincial rides, but coming back to uh, Cunnamulla, another impressive ride, I would think, on Forged in Stone. Yeah, well rated, and uh, Tess uh, is uh, certainly a, a great reputation of uh, hard working and uh, certainly uh, travels. Uh, is not uh, foreign to her. Of course, she grew up in... Uh, out west, so uh, um, she's used to the uh, the long drives and uh, prepared to put in the hard miles, and it's uh, good to see her get uh, some reward there, particularly on the provincial level. But uh, you know, any opportunity she has to uh, go back home, uh, she certainly uh, takes it with both hands. And uh, she raided uh, Forged in Stone, who was the outside of the field uh, quite well. It had had the two starts. Uh, for John Patterson, and uh, he's really forging a, a name for himself. Of course, he's been around the racing for a long time, but uh, he's, uh, he's buying these horses, so obviously with the Battle of the Bush and the Country Cups uh, challenge in mind, so the uh, horses that he think will go through to open company, and um, of course he's been had runners in the, even though he's only got stable of four or five, he's had runners in the, uh, the Country Cups challenge and the Battle of the Bush the last two, so... Uh, and this fellow might be uh, on his way. He's only a Class 3 horse, but he has uh, had a victory over the 1650. He's a widely travelled horse uh, and uh, obviously had a, a few issues, but uh, Pato just, uh, he's, he's two runs so far. He hasn't, he's got back and, and he's re uh, hasn't uh, responded to the uh, kickback. So he thought, well, well, let's go to the front. And uh, he just, he highballed. Another plan joined him on the outside, perhaps just, didn't quite, even though he won the Walgett Cup over the 1400, didn't quite get the, the 1400 on that occasion and Forged in Stone was able to um, hold him off and uh, obviously he'll now be set for the uh, Country Cups Challenge, I would assume. 
Yeah, and it's always interesting watching these horses coming through. I know you've got one down there in the Roma area, VJ Day, that's uh, stringing together a big record in the sprint distances. It's just great to watch them come through and build this record and be targeted for the Country Cups of Stampede and next year again the Battle of the Bush. And, of course, then it becomes intriguing when they move to the uh, the sand surfaces, to the grass surfaces and compete with the, the other horses. I just love following these horses through, Brett, and you're suggesting he's one to um, to keep an eye on. Yes, it was certainly a big jump for him, and he handled it handled it quite well. And as you say, might have found a new niche now that he's allowed to roll along, and that might be the uh, key to him. And we already know that he he will certainly run the sixteen hundred. So, I'd suggest he'll take plenty of catching in uh, in future races. Uh, just mentioned about the uh, the uh, sprint challenge and VJ Day, a horse coming through that VJ Day form was expellable for Gary Bignall. And he might be looking for the country stampede now um, because he ran second of EJ Day and then he's won uh, subsequently uh, at Takanamulla over the 1,000. And then uh, he uh, stepped up uh, to the benchmark 65 on Saturday and broke the track record running 54.57. So the track was uh, really on fire uh, on Saturday. And when you think they can't go any quicker, uh, you know, they, the times keep uh, getting quicker. And he come off the inside and he was just allowed to run by um, uh, and got a, a beautiful run up on the inside and uh, for Robbie Farr and uh, held the inside running and uh, proved uh, too good, took the shortest way home, expellable. So... Um, Gary Bingle's uh, obviously been around a long time, but he uh, he uh, obviously had some uh, crystal ball because uh, he moved to uh, New, uh, Queensland from New South Wales at his base at Ningen uh, in March. So he's been based around uh, a little place called Yulo, which is um, <coughs> west of Kanamala for about since March. He's had 11 winners from 30 runners. Uh, in that period and he's just uh, training him himself there out there and the horses are real happy and uh, Expellable's another one of those that is uh, put, putting wins together and the widely travelled Robbie Farr uh, there. It was a good return by Harbour Trick for Pat Webster, won four on end at the end of last year um, and returned uh, through that 1,000 metre race and was just out sprinted by Expellable and the time uh, backs up the fact that he was he was entitled to be struggling a little bit of horse that's known over the 1,600, so he's certainly a horse to follow. I would imagine that record's probably stood for a little while. The 1,000 metre mark, they wouldn't have probably thought a while back they could have broken 55 seconds there at Cunnamulla. Yeah, I think it uh, took uh, a good... Uh, well, I think the record previously was 55-2, so... I didn't think that we'd ever see them break uh, 55, but uh, the track's getting fast. Although um, uh, in the first event, um, Ben Waldron picked up the cutest money with Minty Boy, who was down the track at Tambo and at uh, Raymer at his two runs this campaign, and he just got back in the dust at uh, and and back in the sand, the kickback, and he didn't like it at all. And Ben said uh, the track, although it was uh, firm, was uh, quite. Uh, uh, had a bit of given it as opposed to uh, his uh, run at uh, Tambo and he just rejected that and he really uh, improved. That was his also his third run since joining the Ben Waldron stable and uh, picking up the uh, cutest added stakes being by the Caulfield Guineas winner and achiever. So uh, I think you might be looking to uh, put him in the paddock now. He's got that win on the board and the cutest added stakes and Morgan Butler uh, piloting Minty Boy in that first event. Yeah, and good to see Johnny Rudd getting a win there for Craig Smith. What about these better than Reddies? We'll hear they've won in various bases over the weekend, but uh, not only the country, but a good win with Better Be Great. Uh, also at decent odds, having its second win from eight starts. 
Yeah, you might have seen the uh, vision there, and uh, I actually uh, haven't had time, didn't uh, get around to asking Ruddy what happened there on the home turn. Um, she was travelling quite well and seemed to have lost all chance when she just went uh, bush on the home turn. And I don't know whether he, um, you know, one of the uh, stirrups broke or something like that, but he, um, that was my initial reaction. And then, uh, but no, he balanced her up and he was able to get her over the line. Uh, better be great and I haven't looked at the stewards' report, but maybe just that uh, she just uh, hung badly there and uh, and went to the outside. But uh, it was. Uh, um, of course, Craig Smith, uh, reward there for all the owners. Uh, it's obviously shown a bit of uh, potential um, out of that Demare Calais Royal, who I think she won about three or four out of uh, not many starts for Natalie McCall. Um, and uh, they've had to be patient with uh, with her with a few issues, but uh, no doubt uh, happy to get that win on the board. And uh, the other winner on the program came in the last event with the Stazana for Pat Richardson. Pat has a very good strike rate over a lot of years, around about the 30% mark on recorded uh, win strikes uh, there for uh, Pat Richardson with Stazana, who was formerly trained and still raced by his uh, daughter Kylie um, and uh, having his third run since uh, moving out west, but appreciated again the uh, the faster circuit and she she uh, has had only the two wins with 14 minor placings. She's just got to be held up for that one run and Mix Rappel did it perfectly with a good pace on. And he produced her at the right time and she showed what she could do when she let down well. A good story about uh, Mix Rappel. He, um, he's on win number 99 now so uh, I've tried to make... Uh, make a bar on him to make sure that I get to call his 100th winner. He's been on 98 for a while and he's just moved to 99 now. Um, but Mick has actually had a few rides on the day, but um, Shane, Anna and uh, Mick, his partner Anna, have been out at Charleville uh, for about three weeks uh, helping out there and uh, Shane Iverson was injured by one of his horses, so Mick had to take over a stable foreman, so he was running around doing all the uh, strapping and uh, coordinating duties of all the Iverson runners and uh, had the he said, well, they needed the jockey for the last race, so he, uh, he retained his ride on Stazana and, uh, and Bob's your uncle. He got up with one from one. So have you put a bar on him for where he's going to have to ride next as to where your next meeting is going to be? Yeah, well, I think uh, he's just got to get through this weekend and then um, then we're at Warra, so uh, I'll uh, try and find him a winner there. <laughs> well, seeing he had the bragging rights over Anna Bacos, the partner on the weekend, where she didn't get a winner, hopefully it's her turn this weekend while we wait for him to uh, get win number 100 with you. Yeah, that'll be perfect. But, uh, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, it was quite a good meeting. It was just knocked about a little bit. Uh, James Hatch, unfortunately, was a uh, victim of the uh, COVID. Uh, his uh, property actually is largely in Queensland, but, uh, of course, part of it is in New South Wales, and his training base is listed as Burke, so he um, was ineligible. So he had uh, four runners scratched. Uh, it was very disappointing there with that uh, last-minute uh, COVID uh, restrictions coming in, so he missed out uh, on a number of runners there. But it was still a good meeting, and uh, as we say, he had a track record and a couple of horses to follow. That's two track records, two weeks running, uh, and two weeks running we've had you on Bushboot. See if we can get you back with another track record at the uh, the Warren meeting in a couple of weeks. Yep, I look forward to that, boys. 
Good on you, Brett. Brett Moody there, having morning, a look Brett. at the uh, action there from Cunnamulla on the weekend. Rob, we've got plenty of other cups to talk about uh, from the weekend, but I just want to quickly mention the Country Cup circuit because we were talking about that there uh, when we were talking through the uh, Cunnamulla report. Uh, now that we're getting towards the end of August, we're going to start looking towards the end of September mm. for the 2021 Racing Queensland Country Cups Challenge and Country Stampede Legs. It'll all kick off on Friday the 24th of September. Very excited to see that the UN Amateurs will be a full tap program uh, for Ewan Cup Day on that Friday. Then on the Saturday, action aplenty at Taroom, Longreach, Gladstone and Mad Isa. Three heats of the uh, the Country Cups in the Taroom Cup, Longreach Cup and the Mad Isa Spring Cup. And the first of the Country Stampede heats will be a 1,000 metre open quality at Gladstone. Then the following weekend, 2nd of October, the Tara Cup and a 1,000 metre open as heats of both the Cups Challenge and the Country Stampede. Off to uh, Cloncurry on October 8th. Emerald 100 Day for October 9. Atherton will host the uh, Country Stampede that weekend. Then on October 16, it's the Wandai Cup as well as the Blackhall Cup and the Innisfail Cup. 23rd of October is the next leg of the Country Stampede. That's going to be a gimping. Then we have a uh, open quality for the Burdekin Race Club and also for the uh, Barcaldon Race Club, both on the 30th of October. Yapoon Cup will feature for the Country Cups Challenge that day. Uh, the Central Warrego Race Club with their Charleville Cup meeting on Melbourne Cup Day will be uh, 2nd of November. That's a leg of the Country Cups Challenge. And on the same day, Bundaberg have a Country Stampede leg. Chinchilla on the 6th of, of November with a Stampede leg. Moranbar Cup is a Country Cup leg that weekend, as is the Cooktown Cup. 13th of November, it's the Mount Perry Cup, as well as Stampede legs at uh, Barco Amateurs and Herbert River Jockey Club at Ingham. Roma Cup and the 1,000-metre uh, sprints on the 20th of November and Clermont, the uh, open handicap there of 1,000 metres on the 20th of November are the legs for the Country Cups Challenge and Country Stampede. And, of course, it all leads up towards the finals that will be held George Moore Stakes Day at Durban coming 4th of December. And, Tony, the race magazine has done a great job. It is dark green background with white writing. You can <laughs> clearly see it. I was following you one <laughs> meeting by meeting there. Much easier to read. Thank you, race magazine. Yeah, instead of the fluoro green that we had when we were talking Battle of the Bush, that dark green colour, just a slight change in hue, but it certainly makes a big difference. Rob, the other uh, Cups challenge that we're following through at the moment is the uh, 2021 Racing Queensland star of the Sand Cups points series. We started off at Bundaberg when Wrecking Ball defeated Mr Tickets and Maratta in the Bundaberg Cup. And then on the weekend, we ended up at Gladstone. Here's Liam Mulry with the closing stages of the Gladstone Cup. They're 3.50 from home. Wrecking Ball the inside. Maratta the outside. Three off Dorban tries hard as they make the swing. Wrecking Ball on the fence has got a kick. Maratta the outside. Dorban produced out forward on the track as Maratta dashed to the lead at the 200. Up goes Maratta from Wrecking Ball. Here's Thorben Galvarino late. Maratta in front. Thorben, the maiden chaser, is giving a big sight the outside. Maratta holding on. Maratta wins the Gladstone Cup a half length. Thorben, a big run second, three off third. Wrecking ball, it did too much early. Maratta for Matty Gray and Barry Gill taking out the Iron Jack Gladstone Cup on the weekend. As I mentioned, Rob, third in the Bundaberg Cup behind Wrecking Ball, was able to turn the tables this time, defeating Thorben and Wrecking Ball in the Gladstone Cup on the weekend. Yeah, Mar and Maratta, Tony, is a renowned um, sand surface galloper. He's uh, two from three on this track, and what a big uh, big run by the maiden uh, runner, Thorben, that, as we heard from Leon Mulry there, of course. Uh, Tony McMahon laid up with a bit of shoulder injury and repair going on, but I'm sure he was tuning in on the weekend. And uh, Matty Gray on the saddle there for Barry Gill, but...
One uh, jockey that's going extremely well in recent weeks we've been mentioning is Hannah Richardson, and uh, she commenced proceedings there with the uh, race-to-race double, firstly with Neville O'Toole, with a good chance. It's won three of its last four. Has another Love Conquers All that salutes. Uh, defeated Hannah Phillips with uh, Cluster Fest and Lost Light in third. And they're mentioning Better Than Ready. Well, uh, El Caso, another Better Than Ready, a three-year-old gelding. Had its first win in five for Kim Afford. Its fourth run since the stable after a fourth at uh, Wandai last start. And Hannah booted that one home over Striking Maid and Emperor's Reward. Exocet Rocket, we've mentioned Kevin Miller and this amazing strike rate he's got, but this Exocet Rocket continues to win and race well. And Olivia Kendall coming off that uh, great result out of Mount Isa on the Thursday, booted at home for its uh, second win and three placings out of its last five, this eight-year-old by Cap Hero. So in really good form over a Wild Element, another one that uh, features well on these uh, sand surfaces and Magic Panther in third, both runners there, second and third with Cherie Vic. Now, we're talking about horses you can keep following, and um, I did see uh, a comment on social media about uh, which one was in the better form, Tycoon Thunder in the far north, and someone mentioned a horse called Mutton Courage, and lo and behold, it bobs up and took the Gladstone Newmarket over the 11.94. It's won its last four all on the sand tracks for Daryl Gardner. This time it's ridden by Rebecca Wilson. A six-year-old by Monashi Mountain continues to uh, race in good form, one by four over Lucky Marchu and done it again into third place. So here's another example of a horse that uh, could easily be preparing um, for the stampede down the track in great form for Daryl Gardner, but he's certainly a renowned um, sand track runner. Malvagio was the other winner on the day. Olivia Kendall, a double on the day there. Raymond West training this. Raymond, um, of course, had a winner last week, and this is a five-year-old by Wicked Style. Uh, two wins and a second from its last three. It was probably Malvagio that won last uh, week when we reported with Tony McMahon. RJC into second and Destination Rocks into third. But Marata, your Gladstone Cup winner, 2021. Matty Gray, uh, Barry Gill, Hannah Richardson and uh, Olivia Kendall doubles on the day out of Gladstone. Tony? I would imagine they will uh, do battle again. Gimpy Muster Cup is the third leg of that Star of the Sand Cups point series. Now, it doesn't actually culminate in the final, but the uh, f- the final prize is a $10,000 Cutis X sales voucher payable to the manager owner of the horse that accrues the most points in those three cups. So, so far, we've got a tie because they've uh, placed first and third but swapped it around between Bundaberg and Gladstone. So Wrecking Ball and Marratta, four points apiece. Mr Tickets and Thorburn, two points apiece. And the other interesting thing to note there, Rob, in the conditions, uh, first and second place getters from both those races will be exempt from the ballot if nominated for that Gimpy Muster Cup. So I would say that we will see just about all of them lining up once again to do battle come Gimpy Muster Cup time, 21st of August. Yeah, and a great example of variation that we're getting in the series, and uh, that's a great prize to get because uh, reporting over the weekend, the cutest money continued to go off across the board um, on the weekend. Uh, There's no different out there at um, Tord where the other cup race was the uh, feature of the day, uh, and that was race three on the program. It was over the uh, 1650, the benchmark 65, and here's a good old honest campaigner, Chamberlain for Royce Connolly and uh, Alicia Donald. Uh, its last win was in Blackhall in April, this All-American, uh, but it's always been a pretty handy horse, this galloper, and it won at decent odds over Patrick's Me Mate and uh, Grazzi into third place. So the Torwood Cup, 
Chamberlain adds that to the record for Royce Connolly. But talking about that cutest money, Matt Crop and Zach Spry, they had the double for the day and one of them was the cutest winner, Festival Prince by Fruling. It's uh, first up since December and defeated Curic and Ironstone, Girl, uh, Ironstone Gal and the first two were both cutest um, registered. So that money going off uh, in that particular event. I mentioned Matt uh, combining with Zach Spry there. Well, he also had that grand campaign of Mr. Tickets that I'm sure ran third in a country cups um, in the final. Defeated Music Scene and Ibn I uh, in the 1,200 metres nutrient open handicap. He's now an eight-year-old Mr. Tickets. He came off a second at uh, Bundaberg and don't be surprised, he'll be aiming again to go down that path towards the, uh, the country cups. And talk about results where a horse's patience would probably drive an owner a little bit mad at first before you get the first win because his uh, maiden came at start number 25. I refer to Weatherman. Now, Andrew King is having a great run with this horse now, this Golden Archer, because now he's won three from 28 with eight minor placings. He won at Gundawindi last run, so that confidence has grown for Weatherman. He took the Class B, Joanna McGrath kicking it home over Pulcheria and Gecko. So uh, just a great example. It might take a while to get that maiden out of the way, but uh, Weatherman continues in winning form. And a horse that does extremely well. I didn't get to see the replay, but he does extremely well, I know, when he leads. And I uh, wouldn't be surprised he did on the weekend. Hard enough for Cheryl Rogers, trained and ridden. And this all too hard has won its last three in a row, defeating Coins Road and the last Dragon. I think it came off a second here at Longreach was the last time I saw it. And then it went win, win, win. But it loves to get to the front. And Cheryl knows how to rate it perfectly there. And they get up for another good victory down there at Torwood that featured that uh, Torwood Cup win uh, by Chamberlain for Royce Connolly and Alicia Donald. Longreach was the other meeting on the weekend where there wasn't a cup. The cups have been running o runneth over, but they'll continue in um, coming weeks. But there was a, uh, a key, two key events, two open handicaps, and great to see our young ownership groups that are continuing to grow. And I refer to the ownership group that involves uh, Max Tanks and Andrew Watts and the Oates uh, brothers and a few of their mates and family members. Well, they got Chapelco up in the open handicap over 1,200 metres in a very tight finish over Enterprise Grand. Now, that horse is one to watch. He was extremely unlucky, had to switch heels, come late in the race and only went down by a neck. But Chapolko back into good form. He'd won at Hewenden two starts back. He's now two from four at this track. Defeated Enterprise Grand and Zucas. It was uh, less than a quarter length, basically, for the first three home. But they took the feature double with Metzen in a four-horse field in the Pro Tires open plate. Never been over 1,600 before. But Jason Misson, who rode uh, uh, Chapelko as well, he rated it perfectly, just had it on the inside of Van Winkle the whole way, maybe a half-length off at worst at one point. Van Winkle tried to increase the tempo coming to the turn, but Metzen's got a sprint on him, and uh, he was able to extend out the 1600 and do it well, and defeated Van Winkle by three-quarters the length with Sizzlesun, a good third, less than a length from the winner. Uh, when you're talking about records before, well, and a long-standing record out here of 55.4 for Magic Jewel, 1,000 metres. Tan Din ran 55.6 in the first, but I must stress, I've never experienced the uh, the speed of wind that was blowing at Longreach. I reckon it was about 50 k's helping them up the track <laughs> because uh, standing up in that tower, my heavy metal stand was starting to move when you were trying to call the races. But there's another better than ready. Took cutest money for Dave Rewell, trained and ridden, defeating Parapark with the cutest money, colour chart into third.
And the cutest money went off again in the next because thank you to Racing Queensland, they split the divisions of the benchmark 50. And same old story for Clinton Austin and Timmy Brummel used the rails to advantage to defeat El Jaroba and Reconis coming from the back of the field, rushing home into third. But this real saga mare does like the track three from eight now there. And it was uh, Clinton Austin having a double for the day as well. It was almost a treble with Enterprise Grand only going down narrowly, but he had the race-to-race double with uh, same old story. And then Kenny Skate with Emma Bell taking the maiden over the landing and bumper bar. A Bradbury's luck, well-named, of course, Kenny Skate third run for the stable and probably one of the runs of the day for a horse with a future over a journey a horse called doom by todd austin ridden perfectly by alicia ross let it find its feet midfield came around at the 600 went up three wide on the turn and sprinted clear and defeated music award by over three lengths with strawberry blonde but a real following there that natural destiny i think you'll find when the journeys get longer a horse called doom and uh we farewell alicia from our central west area she goes to clinton taylor in rockhampton but i'm quite sure there'll be some feature races she's going to head back out this way for tony looking forward to the weekend of racing on the way the cairns jockey club kick off their carnival this saturday with a tab program for cairns newmarket day that will also feature the bell of the dane tree the following saturday Today is Cairns Cup Day with the Daintree Guineas and the Lightning. Uh, that follows on from the tab meetings today at Bow Desert and Thursday at Rockhampton. We mentioned with Jeff Felix the Cat that uh, Bowen has their Benbolt Cup meeting on Saturday. It's Dingo Cup Day. Mad Eyser and Roma are also racing on Saturday. And Rob Noms have just arrived for the uh, Nolan's uh, Gimpy Muster Cup for their program on the weekend. I see Maratta there. I don't see Wrecking Ball there. They've got 15 nominated with a capacity field of 12 plus 5 emergencies. Uh, for the uh, the Nolan's Gimpy Muster Cup coming up on the weekend, the last leg of that Star of the Sands Cup Series. So Marat is going to put his neck in front, you would think there, Tony, but uh, we did forget that there was an important cup meeting up there at Innisfail. I know it was the TAB one, the, the uh, cup run over the 1800 just got in with the last race um, abandoned, but tutelage for Janelle Ryan and Scott Sheargold, the Medaglia Oro getting up in a very tight finish uh, over Brilliant Mind for Stephen Massingham and Lady Yendor coming back into some good form there and uh, good to see winners there also for Lacey Morrison. Uh, that's the one the interesting race there. Out Shaquila uh, defeated Tycoon Thunder into third place Tycoon Thunder. That broke the winning sequence there for the Ricky Ludwig train runner that we've been following but Out Shaquila too good over Cool Attitude and Tycoon Thunder on the day there and good old good old Masa, uh, Masayuki Abe getting another winner there. Roy Chalemi's uh, War General is just some of the features coming out of that great uh, return to racing on the new grass track at Innisfail, Tony. We've got some great racing on the way this weekend. Been a great show this morning, catching up with plenty of news and plenty of special guests as well, and we'll do it all again next week. And there was history in the making with Fab's Cowboy and, of course, Jeffrey Felix. Five for the day at Prairie. Uh, thank you again. And if, if uh, people have great stories, email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au. Be back next week to do it all again. Good morning to you, Tony. Good morning, listeners. Good on you, Rob. Have a great week. And thank you to Jeff Felix, Brett Moody and Rob Luck for joining us this week on Bushbeat. To all of the clubs racing this coming weekend, we wish you all the very best for your programs. Uh, good luck and safe racing. And we'll be back next Tuesday on Bushbeat to report on all of that great country racing coming up over the weekend. Have a great week.